Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the impact that too much information can have on your pillars of intimacy. Absolutely. And you know, it's one of those things where as you talk about information, it's so readily available. And Zig Ziglar had this to say about information. It said the result of information overload is usually distraction. It dilutes your focus and takes you off your game. Yeah, the great Zig Ziglar. The great Zig Ziglar and and that is really what we're going to be focusing on in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug, you know, so many of you have told us this is one of your most favorite parts of the episode because it's an opportunity for Tony and I to celebrate what you all are doing in your marriage, the breakthroughs yeah. that you've had. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family private Facebook group that says, I have been listening to the One Podcast for almost four years. Right oh, on. Gosh. And just joined the group on Facebook last week. After lots of ups and downs during COVID and my husband completing his PhD, we found ourselves in a not so great spot in our marriage. Mm. I finally, all caps, convinced my husband to start listening with me. And over the last year, we've seen incredible transformation in our marriage. We close on our first home this Friday and we'll Mm. celebrate five years of marriage in October. By the way, October is a great month to get married. Yeah. Just saying. Tony and I got married in October. High five to all the October anniversaries. There we go. We have a two, almost three-year-old son. We are so thankful to Tony, Alisa, and you, the one family. We would not be here today without your help. Yeah. Love it. I love those ones. Absolutely. And you know, I I love it too when y'all recognize the fact that it's also the community that makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, the, the, the gist of this episode, the, the catalyst for this episode, there were, there been a number of conversations with coaching clients over the last few weeks. And they'd be talking to clients and they would be sharing with me how they were listening to multiple different podcasts. So not just the one extraordinary marriage show, but like lots of marriage podcasts and reading a few books. There were multiple books on the nightstand and I'll just, you know, many, many websites on the internet and working with me as a coach and following things on social media and, and, and doing all of these things. Hmm. Right. I mean, like, like I would hear this laundry list. I mean, it was like a grocery list in a good way of all these things that people were doing. But then I would at some point in time in the conversation, just feel like I had just gotten hit, like just with all of this input. And, and it hit me in that moment that for some of you, there's an information overload, right there that you get to this place where there's too much information, too many inputs coming in and, and the place where it takes you kind of like, you know, the Ziglar quote started with where, you know, it becomes a distraction. It can dilute the action. This information overload for a lot of people can lead to a place of inaction. The imbi- and I was going to just say, I think a lot of us can totally relate to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elisa and I can raise our hands and, and, and it can be in many different 
areas of life, right? It can be from your marriage. It can be from parenting. You mm-hmm. could be into a new hobby or something that has just caught your attention. And so you're, you're, you're trying to find every single thing you can. It could be around your work, your business. There's so much info. And that's not even including just the normal stay of news, media, mm-hmm. you know, music, other podcasts outside of, you know, what we talk about here in marriage, right? And so for many of us who grew up, and I'm going to just talk to a generation where we grew up without this. We we remember the so days. So Tony and I were born in the 70s. Right. And and I'm going to just say, we remember the days. And, and if, if you're with me, you know, just give me that virtual high five. But we remember the days when we used to leave the house because all we had was a television. And you'd watch Saturday morning cartoons and that was it. Well, because you had three channels. Well, we had more than three channels. Maybe five. I'm, I'm, not that, but, I'm not that old. No, but like, I mean, growing up, you had like the basic network channels. And the, yes. before cable, like pre-cable, you had the basic network channels and you had like PBS. Right. And so we would get out, right? And we would do things. We would We would play. We would just use our imagination. And I've even seen it in my own life over the years the amount of information that we do have access to, I have found myself going, oh my gosh, I can't, like, clearly I can't even think. And I remember those days when, you know, Elisa and I were in a spot just trying to consume as much as we could then, which was mainly books, maybe some websites, Mm -hmm. but not to the extent we have readily available at our fingertips now. Because what do we say? If we don't know something, what do you say? Well, I'll just Google it. Mm-hmm. Right. Let, let me let me look that up. Why, why are you making that smirk? <laughs> no, because it used to be back in the day. Go get the encyclopedia. Because my that dad, was your would dad. Make, my that dad was your make, dad. With my the dad would make like these offhanded comments, and it would be like, "Dad, where did you get that from?" And oh, I saw it from here or here. And we, my brother and I would would run to the encyclopedia and, and look it up. Because that was your fact check, right? But now it's hey, let's just Google it. Right. And so like when it comes to marriage, I mean, you can, you can Google anything or, you know, get a book, you know, go to Amazon, look for a YouTube video and and you'll hear, you know, a lot of these opposing viewpoints, like do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Or be nice, be distant, be all over each other. Don't touch each other. Go on dates, spend time doing your own thing. Look each other in the eyes, be side by side, share everything. Wait until you're asked. And, and even just sharing those thoughts with you guys, like I literally internally can feel this physiological tug of war going on where you're like, lean to the left, lean to the right. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Because going after information, and I want to say this from the get-go, trying to, to better a situation, trying to research a situation, not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. It shows your involvement. It shows your desire mm-hmm. to create a shift. Absolutely. The challenge comes when there's so many inputs of information and you get to a place where you can't do anything, where you might try something and you might like, okay, I'm going to read this book. And and as we were just talking through this episode, I'm like, so on Monday you read book one and then on Tuesday you read, you know, a chapter in book two. And on Wednesday you listen to a podcast and on Thursday you look at somebody's social media post and on and. And you're getting all of these like great nuggets, but there isn't enough time to actually implement something to see what it's going to do. We, we want the microwave solutions. And so we'll go and we'll get the, the little bite-sized nuggets, but we just keep hopping on to the next thing and nothing ever has a chance to actually sit and resonate. 
mm-hmm. sit and actually go, is this going to like, can I see if this is going to move the needle? Because let me tell you something, if you give, you know, if you read one chapter, like even if you read one chapter in Six Pillars of Intimacy, like I'm just going to call out or, or listen to this episode. And you're like, okay, I listened to it. Um, let me think, what am I going to do? Okay, good. I got the action items at the end of the episode. And uh, like, oh, I'm going to ask my spouse if they'll have a conversation with me. And it doesn't work out today. Okay, that must not work for us. So like I'm on to the next podcast or I'm on to the next book or the next chapter. And we want things to happen quickly. We do. It, it, it's, I think it's our human nature that like we want to see that change. And it's interesting that we're talking about this and, and, and wanting to see that instantaneous change. And some of you have. I, I'm not saying you haven't. I mean, some of you have literally, you, you're, you're just like, this is what we're going to do, or this is what I'm going to do. I'm taking action in this area. It's a what can mm-hmm. I do moment. And things change. I recently have been going into a wellness clinic to get healthy. Like I, I need to, I've been checking on some things, my hormones, doing blood tests. Very interesting as I'm in there and we're talking about the supplement regime I'm on right now and all this, the doctor is very clear. He's like, Tony, you are going to need to take these on a daily basis and you're going to have to continue to do this from anywhere from four to eight weeks, maybe even longer for some of these for us to see the effects and how it's going to impact your life and what's going to happen with your wellness and your health. Mm. Similar with our marriage, we need to look at it and go, sometimes we do one thing and we go, or we're trying to get one thing accomplished, like we're trying to strengthen one of our pillars of intimacy and we go after one action and it doesn't work. And so we we go look for something else. Mm -hmm. That's like me taking a supplement today going, I don't feel the effects of that supplement well, doc, it didn't work. Give me, or I just start looking for something else and, and start taking something completely different that messes up the regiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know it's fascinating because we asked we asked all of you last week uh, on an Instagram poll. Do you sometimes find yourself overwhelmed with information when it comes to addressing areas in your marriage? Eighty one percent of you said yes. And that's you. That's the one family. And again, we do these because we want a pulse and we want you guys to know that we hear you. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't some like study of 2000 couples that was done in some university, you know, over a you know, over a 5-year period 10 years ago. This is what you guys shared with us last week. Right. And here's what you guys said that you, you know, the resources that you turn to or where you get your information. Podcast. Thank you. You are listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage show. We do appreciate that. Books, mm-hmm. right? We get it. Six Pillars of Intimacy is one of the books that a lot of you have turned to, but there are a lot of other marriage books out there. Articles, social media, coaching and therapy, friends, retreats. So right there, there's seven different possible information sources. Mm-hmm. And each one of those is multiple. Those are just the categories, right? right? And then we asked the follow-up question and said, what, do you, what happens to you? when you get all of that information, when you're in that place of information overload. And these responses, guys, these are really telling. And I want you to hear them so that you just start to be aware of what does this look like in my own life? Some of you said, I shut down. Mm-hmm. I do nothing. I freeze. I don't know where to start. I become argumentative. I lose patience. I experience anxiety and confusion. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that some of you didn't say, I do take action and that type of thing, like, right? But those were the outlier responses. Mm-hmm. 
these were the most consistent responses that were coming up. And, and the reality is, is that, I mean, if you type in any marriage search term, there will be tens of millions of hits. We have never been or had such tremendous access to information ever in the history of, like I was telling Tony, I'm like, I remember getting the news as a kid, right? Like there was a point in time we got the morning newspaper and the afternoon newspaper. And then we just went to getting the afternoon newspaper, right? There was like the morning news. There was the midday news, the evening news, and like the 11 o'clock news. Like you only got your news sources four times a day. Right. Tony's like, I don't remember the midday news. I grew up in Ohio. <laughs> I still remember the farm report in the middle of the 12 o'clock news. But, but there was just four opportunities for news. Unless there was like something major that happened and then you'd hear the doo doo and like the alert would go across your TV. Mm-hmm. That was it. I wasn't, you didn't have the ability to research all of this kind of stuff. And now we do. The challenge is, is that sometimes this overload is actually paralyzing you and your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's creating all of those feelings. And we've got to actually start to take a look at what to do so that we're not in this place. It's time to get a plan for information coming into your marriage and what to do with it. And we're going to talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. One Skin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. One Skin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back and we're talking about what to do with the information overload that so many of your marriages are experiencing. And I want to actually share with you what the conversation that I had with clients um, a couple of weeks ago, it happened, it was two different conversations, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you the kind of the bigger one, the more direct one. And some of you may actually be floored that I said this to clients, but they were telling me about, and, and likely they're listening to this podcast. So it'll be funny for them to hear the story, but they were talking about the books that they were reading and the podcast that they were listening to and all this kind of stuff. And literally we're on a zoom call because all my coaching sessions are done via zoom. And, and I just looked at them and I'm like, you have to stop. Mm. And they're like, what do you mean stop? And I'm like, this was like mid month. And I'm like, for the rest of the month, no books no podcasts. And they're like, but we haven't started the six pillars of intimacy yet. And I said, honestly, you're not going to start the six pillars of intimacy until the beginning of the next month. Mm. Guys, this is my book. I wrote it. This is our podcast. And I actually said, please stop. And here's why. Because I wanted their brains 
and and literally their their bodies and their marriage to just be able to take a rest, mm. to just take a rest from all the inputs, to actually be able to be in this place of saying, what have we learned? Would have been the like you know we've read seven books in the last six months. Would have would have been those insights that we kind of took action on, but then we read another book that contradicted it, and so we we tried to do that. Like, breathe. It's amazing how much shifts in a marriage when two people are actually breathing and not hyperventilating. Mm. Right? Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna, like, if we can just, like, just think about breathing for a second and synthesizing the information that you have. Mm-hmm. Because if you just keep reading something new or you keep listening to a new podcast or you keep, you know, audio book or, or social media, do this, do, like, you, your brain never has time to go, what can I do with that information? How can we as a couple implement this into our marriage and do something with it? Yeah. Otherwise, you just kind of stay at this really surface level of just taking in all this information and you never take action. What has worked? And, and as Elisa says that, and I just think about our own marriage, and I, and I just go, what has worked? Mm-hmm. As you've read The Six Pillars of Intimacy, as you've listened to this podcast over the years, what has worked in your marriage? And why aren't you doing it now? Ooh. Because I will tell you, Elisa and I live pretty simple lives. We do. I, I like it that way. I enjoy it because we can enjoy our lives. I want to live a life that is meaningful. And yet at the same time, I don't want to be living a life that's redlined. Hmm. We, we did that for many years. And it, what came out at the end of it was just burnout and frustration and and lack of desire to even do anything for me. Now, for you, that might be different. Um, and for your marriage, that may be do, different. But what have you done in the past that you stayed consistent with that made a difference? Mm-hmm. And look at that and go, okay. I keep getting this information. I'm, I'm, I'm seeking something, and I understand. We're, we're all looking for new ideas and new ways, and yet, at the same time, Elisa and I look for new things, and, and, and we'll go, no, nah, that's pretty cool, and yet, we love our walk and talks on the beach. We sort of stopped doing those. Why? They're so good for us. They're good for our mental state. They're good for our, our marriage. They're good for our physical intimacy. They're good for our emotional intimacy. It's just good to be on the beach and see the sunset. So why haven't we done that in a while? Hmm. Oh, we just haven't gone in the car and driven down there and made some time on our calendar. Well, why don't we start doing that again? You know, we don't need to search for a new tactic or a new thing to do. We just need to go back to what we've done that has been impactful for us mm-hmm. and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you look at this, this concept of information overload, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is consider your, your sources, your sources and your resources, right? You know, people mentioned, you know, some of their sources are coaching therapy friends. And what I would say to that is who you're getting your direction from and what are their qualifications? What success have they had mm-hmm. in the areas where you want to have breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? J- just because, just because they've got, you know, a, a lot of podcasts, just because they've got, you know, written books, like have they had breakthrough in the area where you're ac- trying to accomplish something, right? Look at that. It matters. I tell coaching clients all the time. I'm like, if you're not getting the breakthrough, then we're not a fit because my whole goal is to come alongside of you and help you get your breakthrough. 
right? In whatever area it is that you need to see transformation. Yeah. And if you're ready for that, and you're at this point where you're like, okay, we're going to put aside all this information. Like we're going to focus in on this one or two areas of our marriage, then I would highly suggest that you learn more about coaching. And you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Mm -hmm. Share everything that Elisa does here um, with her coaching clients. And then you can apply uh, because we do like to get to know you, where you're at, where you want to go. Yeah, because, and you kind of just touched on this too, is, you know, what are, what are the areas that do need attention? Mm-hmm. Right. Because sometimes, you know, you can read, you can read a book on communication. You can read a book on sexual intimacy. You can read a book on dates. You can, you know, follow this person for like, you know, a million and one date ideas. You can do, but what areas need attention in your marriage? And what can you, what's the one that you're going to start with? Because mm-hmm. so often when you're trying to fix everything, at one point in time, that's where the overload comes in. Because if you're thinking dates and physical intimacy and sexual intimacy and financial intimacy and spiritual intimacy, all at the same time, it's that whole thing where your focus is diluted, your efforts are diluted. And so you won't actually see the success. You won't see the wins that you want to have because you're like, was that a win? I don't know. Did we, well, we kind of went on and you'll find your brain going, I don't know if we did it or not. But if you're like, you know what, this month we're focused on recreational intimacy and our goal is to get two dates not just on the calendar, but actually happening. And I'm going to plan one and you're going to plan one. It's super easy to look at the end of the month and go, first of all, did we have two dates? Yes or no? If it's a yes, high five, because that's a win. Secondly, did we each take turns planning one? Yes, we did. Okay, guess what? We had success in one area. Let's do it again next month. Right. Right. So you can just hone in the information on the specific areas where you need attention. Remember... When it comes to information overload, baby steps, mm-hmm. baby steps. You may read a book, you know, I'm looking at six pillars of intimacy right now. And the book is 192, no, should be 198 pages. Well, yeah, I know, but the, oh. that's all this stuff at the back. Okay. 180, uh, acknowledgements goes to page 187, okay. right? So you look at that 187, there's a lot of nuggets in there. What baby steps are you going to take? There's a reason. There's a reason that the the chapters around each one of the six pillars of intimacy actually has a section in there called baby steps. Why? Because I so strongly believe that baby steps done consistently over time create transformation. But there's that little phrase there, over time. It, It took you time to get into whatever situation that you're in in your marriage that you're looking for all this information for. It will take you time to change directions. There is no, there's no magic fairy dust. I tell my coaching clients all the time, I'm not shipping you Dorothy's ruby red slippers so you can just click your heels and go, you know, there's no place like home. I wish I had that. That'd be amazing. But it doesn't exist. It's what are those baby steps done consistently over time? You create a plan, you have accountability, and you go, what does it look like for us to keep doing this? Even when we have a setback, even when things don't go 100% perfect, because I'll tell you as a coach, they won't go 100% perfectly. This marriage that you're listening to right now is not 100% perfect all the time. I am. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> Playing with you. What I want to say about baby steps is uh, it, it is our human nature and our tendency to look at all the things that we have not done mm. or look at the things that we tried and, and we didn't succeed, especially in marriage. Well, we tried to do this and it didn't work. So I'm going to go look for more information to try to figure out what we did wrong and instead, in this step right now, 
I would encourage you to look at areas of your marriage where you have had success, Mm -hmm. where you did take a baby step and, and go, okay, what did we do there? Mm -hmm. How did it plant? How did it play out for us there? Because I think if we can look and see the success, we can do it again. Mm -hmm. But too often we will, we will not always, but we will for the most part, look at the negative, look at how we didn't succeed. Find some time in your marriage where you did have success, where you took a baby step. And I, I for myself, I, I go back to our fifth year marriage when we were 50,000 in debt and looking for, like, like feeling this, like I cannot live like this anymore. We cannot live like this any, anymore and seeking out information. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at a number of different I'm going to just say financial gurus at the time. I was. I was looking at a, a few of them to be specific. And I remember coming across Dave Ramsey was one of them. And his message, what he shared about the debt snowball resonated. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that I shared with Elisa. And I said, this is what we need to do. The rest, I just said, I'm done with. I'm not reading your material anymore. I'm not going to dive into what you have because here's where we Mm. are going to have success. And we did have success. We got out of our $50,000 of debt just after our our oldest was born. And that changed the trajectory. I really believe changed the trajectory of our marriage, at least for that time period. But even now today, when there are times when I'm like, oh, things are not going the way they should be, I, I remind myself, Elisa and I did that. Mm-hmm. Even though that was 20 years ago, almost 21 years ago, Elisa and I did that. Yeah. And we were successful because we took a baby step. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for some of you, it may come down to, I need to limit my inputs, right? I, I, I had another coaching client, like I said, typically when things happen in two th- twos or threes with my coaching client, that's where an episode is born. And, you know, so I told you about the the one client, right? Where I was like, okay, you're going to stop reading and you're going to stop, you know, doing all this kind of stuff. You can't even read Six Pillars of Intimacy yet. They, they have, it, it was a new month. They have started reading Six Pillars <laughs> of Intimacy. So it's all good. Awesome. It's all good. But another coaching client, I said the same thing to her. She was listening to actually multiple episodes of the One Extraordinary Marriage show daily. And I'm like, hey, Take a breather. Guys, we love 100%. We are so honored and blessed Mm -hmm. to be a part of your marriages. Mm -hmm. Sometimes though, you need to pace yourself. You need to pace yourself on how much, like what are you taking in? And how many hours a day? Like, I don't know how many people you're going to hear that, you know, have a podcast, write books and do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, hey, it's okay sometimes if you have to take a pause. But what I saw in both of these client situations where I said, hey, it's okay. Like, I'm working with you. We're putting a plan together. We actually have accountability because of the coaching relationship. I can see what's happening in your marriage, not just at the micro level, but at the macro level as well. And we can put a plan to actually start synthesizing this information to move you forward in the direction that you want to go. But listening to both of them after they took a break, there there was really, you know, almost the sense of relief this sense of, like I said earlier in the episode, of being able to breathe again. Mm. Like of being in this place of saying, okay, okay, let me, let me focus in on that one area. Let me understand that we didn't just get here 
Like I've given myself permission to understand that, that there's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to necessarily be one chapter in a book or, or one podcast episode. And I'm just going to share it with my spouse. And it's going to be like rainbows and unicorn. And we're just going to magically be transformed into the land of happily ever after. But it's going to be a start. Yeah. And, and we're going to come to this place of saying, you know what, what can we do? And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, two questions. What can I do? And what can we do? When the information is coming into our marriage, what can I do to take action on that information? What can I do to even allow the information into our marriage? What can I do to share that information? I mean, it's like I love the hug that we opened this episode with. She'd been listening for four years. She finally Mm -hmm. got her husband to start listening. And they've seen a lot of transformation. But guess what? There's still been a period of time where they've both been listening, right? Figure out what that rhythm of information is for the two of you. You don't have to be in this place where every day, all day long, and I get it, it comes, so often it comes out of a place of desperation. It comes out of a place of, Alisa, Tony, we want our marriage to be better. Totally get it. Get the information you need so that you can take action. Don't get so much information. Don't get so overloaded that you end up paralyzed because you know we've said it time and time again over the last 12 and a half years. Feelings don't change. The marriage doesn't change until the actions do. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to take action with the information that you're getting. And if you've got too much of it, that gets really challenging. So be mindful of that so that you don't stay in that place of confusion or being frozen or not knowing which way to go. But you, you know, whether you're working with a coach or you've mapped out a plan with your spouse where it's like, here is our action plan and here's what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting to, to share around a topic like this. And yet, you know what, Elisa and I believe in marriages so much and we believe in you so much that if you need to take a break from listening to us, then we get it because you know what, at the end of the day, our mission has always been, we want to impact one marriage. And if your marriage needs a break right now, then go take a break. Go love on one another. Mm. Go do a walk and talk. Go set up the intimacy lifestyle. You know what? Focus in on one another and Mm -hmm. see what can happen when you're intentional and you take action in your marriage. With that, we will always be here. We've been here since January 2010. (laughs) We're not going anywhere because we love you guys. We love the one family and it is our heart and our desire to make an impact in marriages in your family, and in your community. So taking a break, we totally understand. For those of you who aren't going to take a break and going to continue listening, thank you. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the One Family. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.